0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. God wants His people to prosper, and I believe that He's anointed me to help you to prosper, to go from one level to another level all year. And we're going to break poverty and lack and scarcity, unfulfilled desire over your life. It's going to take you to another level of abundance in God. Come on, take this journey with me. How to win our prosperity edition 2024. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help My Mind Is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on mikemoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to win. I just love that scripture. I always win. You always win. We always win. Listen, I'm glad to have you with us today. I'm in my prosperity edition of the How to Win podcast. I love it. I love teaching on prosperity. I have an assignment to do it. I'm anointed to do it, and I believe your life is going to be blessed today. We began a series entitled Lacking Nothing. The series theme is Living Life as God Intended. Now, this is a four-lesson series. We've covered two Lessons, Two episodes. This is our third episode. Each episode has a subtopic. And our subtopic in this third lesson is the power of money to influence. Say that. The power of money to influence. Oh, we're going to be talking about money today. Come on, say that. The power of money to influence. Now, let's define our terms. You know, we like words. We like to define our words. He going to tell us a definition. I know we're going to talk about a definition. Well, definitions help us to get on the same page. So what is influence? We're talking about the power of money to influence. So what is influence? Influence is the capacity or power of someone or something to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something else. I'll give that to you again. Influence is the capacity or power of someone or something to have an effect on the character, the development or behavior of someone or something else. And this effect can be on individuals and individual, or it can be an effect on an environment. And we're talking about, The power of money to influence, the power of money to create an effect on an individual, an effect on individuals, an effect on a group. We're talking about the power of money to influence. Our background text text is Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Ecclesiastes ten nineteen in the world, English Bible says, and money is the answer for all things. Listen at that. Money is the answer for all things. It doesn't say money is the answer for all spirituals, but it does say money is the answer for all Things. Listen at listen at these statements, and I want I want you to see can you agree with me and my conclusions. Almost everything we need today requires the need for money, whether it be food or shelter, or education, paying bills, job, transportation. Or business, or giving, etc. Almost everything that we need requires money. Money is needed for survival. If you're gonna survive in the world today, you're gonna have to have some money. Also, money talks. Isn't it interesting that people who have money can talk on any subject? It's something about it. I listen sometimes at people who have money. They talk about things they have no experience, no training, no development in, no success in, really. And yet people will listen to what they have to say, even though they're talking about something they don't even know anything about. Even we elect people, think about we elect people to lead our our country in official offices in government, in official offices in in politics, who has absolutely nothing, has no knowledge about it, but it's something about having money that money talks. Money causes people to hear and respond in the same way that money is a medium of exchange for goods and services. Money is a medium of exchange for influence. The power of money to influence. I want to give you three basic statements of truth If believers lack financial abundance, they they will not be able to fully and positively influence the world. Now think about that for just a moment. If believers lack financial abundance, I am saying they won't be able to fully and positively influence the world. In the day and time that we live in now, even going out preaching the gospel requires money. Once you get people saved, what are you going to do with those people? Well, you want them to get in church. You want them to be disciples. You want them to grow. But the church needs money for for facilities, need money for equipment, need money for this. Reaching the world now costs money. If you're going to minister to the homeless in our church, the church that I'm a member of has an assignment to the homeless. It taught, costs money. Costs money for facilities, costs money to build showers, costs money to, to assist people in getting on their feet. It just costs money. And I'm talking about kingdom work. It costs money. The believer lacks, create. The first statement was if believers lack financial abundance, they won't be able to fully and positively influence the world. Second statement, the believers lack creates an opportunity for Satan to direct the flow of money in the earth. When we lack, our that vacuum that we create by our lack Allow Satan to direct the flow of money in the earth. Third thing, Satan works against the believer's attempt to increase financially so that he can increase the influence of ungodly wealthy people. Oh, let me say that again. Satan works against the believer's attempt to increase financially. Let's stop right there. Satan works against the believer's attempt to increase financially. Why? So that he can increase the influence of ungodly wealthy people. We're talking about the power of money to influence. Now let's talk on the positive side Of money and dominion Because there's two sides to it In this episode We're looking at At money and dominion And we're looking at it From a positive standpoint Okay In our last episode We're going to look at Money and dominion On the negative side But let's look at it now when I talk about dominion, I'm going back because these podcasts are based off biblical principles. What I'm teaching is a biblical approach to financial and material prosperity. Now, Genesis 1.28 talking about the dominion mandate. In the ESV translation, it says, And God blessed them, Adam and Eve. And God said to them, Adam and Eve, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. That's the kingdom of God dominion mandate. Now, God's plan for man, God's plan for Adam was that he, man, and that's male and female, have dominion over the earth. In other words, God, who lives in heaven, created an earth, and then he delegated the authority of running the earth, ruling the earth to man. The word dominion means to rule. It means to govern. It means to control, to to be in charge, to influence. Dominion is directly tied to ownership. Ruling is directly tied to ownership. Controlling is directly uh, tied to ownership. Being in charge is directly tied to ownership. Influence is directly. Tied to ownership Give you some examples If you own A TV network Or a satellite network Let's say You own ABC You own NBC Or you own CBS Or you own ESPN Then you can influence Who airs And what programs are aired On your network Because you own it if you own a publishing business, you determine what material is published and distributed. You can say because you own the publishing business, you can say I do not want this material in my in my business. We're not going to distribute this, we're going to distribute this because you're an owner. You have the influence. If you own a major sports team, you have the power to control who is hired, who is fired, and who plays on your team. In some cases, you can outbid a free agent. If you have the resources and you own the team, then you can offer so much money, influence people to come to your team. Ownership and influence are connected. That's why God wants believers to own. God wants you to, own your house. God wants you to own your cars. God wants you to own your business. God wants you to be an owner even in the church world. It is not God's will for you to be just tied to somebody else who owns your stuff. Because a lot of times we say, that's my house, that's my house. But if we don't pay those notes, guess what? Your house is going to go away. Why? Because you did not own it. Ownership is very important. Dominion is not only tied to ownership, it's tied to money. Money gives dominion over the gives us dominion over the problems caused by war. Money gives us dominion over the problems caused by natural disasters and disease. Now think about it. In war, there's a lot of devastation. There's a war now going on in the Ukraine because between Ukraine and Russia, there's a lot of devastation. When you look on television, you see these homes tore down and that home tore down. But the same place that's devastated by war After the war's over, if you put enough money in that environment, that devastating environment, you can totally refurbish, uh, renovate, uh, uh, revitalize a devastated area because of money. I remember when a tornado uh, totally destroyed uh, a community actually a part of the community that that our local church is in. That curtain came came through and tore that whole area up. Later on, money was placed and new houses came all over the place. If you look at uh, recently, not too long ago, there was a huge fire in Hawaii, a huge fire, devastated so much property. In the future, the day will come, and I know it's a lot of challenges and trouble and problems that people people have been displaced and all that. And I know people are going through so many challenging experiences right now. But in the future, they're going to put enough money back into that area. They're going to push off all the devastation, and they're going to recreate the environment. And I believe it's going to be a very beautiful environment. And money gives us the capacity to exercise dominion. That's dominion over problems caused by war, natural disasters, and diseases. Think about all the diseases that were one time really, I mean, just terrible diseases. But enough money was put in research. And now those diseases are minimal or manageable. Money is tied to dominion with billions of dollars. Think about it. Billions of dollars. You can build schools, build medical clinics, build hospitals, build homes for the homeless, you can build centers, sin, house staff to care for the abused, addicted, disabled, elderly. With money, believers can transform rundown communities. I have a vision. God gave me a vision of our community, where our church is. There's an area in our community that has uh, thrived at one time when I was a kid, but now it's rundown. And I saw in a vision that whole street renovated, brand new. I saw it. All it takes is money. Those with money influence what happens in our world. Think about it. Not everyone, but many of those people in political places in Congress And in the executive branch and in the judicial branch, they are not poor people. Poor people are not running the country. Poor people are not running the country. Billionaires are impacting the country. Because billionaires invest and billionaires create companies, and some of those companies are great for society, some of those companies are not, but billionaires and rich politicians are really influencing what happens in our country. God knew money would be a medium of exchange in Genesis 2:12 in the New King James version it says and the goal of that land is good so in the very beginning of creation not only did he create a, an earth a planet and put animals and plants and trees and people the bible says he put goal in the land because he knew that money would be a medium of exchange. Now think about it. If money is a medium of exchange for goods and services and money is a medium of exchange for influence, why wouldn't God want Christians to have money so that they can have influence? You can't have dominion without money. Proverbs 22, 7 says the rich rules over the poor. That's a reality. The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is servant or slave to the lender. The rich rules over the poor. That's how it works. So all the Christians and all the theologians that say we shouldn't talk about money and that's carnal and that's materialistic and that's false doctrine, all that, it doesn't change the fact that you cannot have dominion in the fullest sense without money The rich rules over the poor. That's the Bible. That's scripture. You can try to change it. You can say that's not true. But the Bible says that the rich rules over the poor. And if you're going to be in the category of the poor, you're not going to rule. That's scripture. You can say that's false doctrine. You can say that's that prosperity. You can say what you want, but the Bible says the rich rules over the poor. I'm reading the Bible and said, the bar is servant and slave to the lender. This text communicates the wealthy usurps dominion of, over the poor and exercises it in a rigorous, oppressive, and tyrannical, tyrannical manner. Slaves don't exercise dominion or have influence. I'm talking about the power of money to influence. We need our minds renewed. God did not say that money is evil, he said the love of money is evil money is amoral. money is who the possessor is if the possessor's heart is godly and right and cares about people then money will care about people, if the heart of the possessor is evil and selfish and, and a domineering then the money will Operate in an evil fashion. That's where it is. It's not that money is evil. Now let's talk about it. The power of money to influence. That's what we're talking about. Less money equals less influence. Come on, say that. Less money equals less influence. Come on, say it. Less money equals less influence. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verses 43 through 44 in the God's Word Translation. It says, The standard of living for the foreigners who live among you will rise higher and higher, while your standard of living will sink lower and lower. They, the foreigner, will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head, but you will be the tail. In economic terms, he is saying that the people who don't have a covenant will rise to the top. The people who are unbelievers will rise to the top and the people who are believers will sink lower. And the people who don't love God, don't care about kingdom, don't care about the church. The Bible said they will be the head of. And it says that you that believe God and have a covenant of God will be the tail. And he's writing this in the context of believers who are not obeying him. Believers who are not making him the source. He says, because you don't obey me, because you don't believe my word, because you don't stand on your covenant, then people who don't love me, people who are outside of the kingdom, they're going to be the head. You're going to be the tail. That comes under a curse. If you read that, that God said that's a curse. In other words, that's not a blessing. That's not the way he intended it because less money is less influence. That, that's why the rich is ruling over the poor. Now, more money equals more influence. More money equals more influence. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12 through 13 in the good word translation. We looked at it under the curse, but let's look at it under the blessing. The Lord will open the heavens, his rich storehouse for you. He will send rain on your land. They were agrarian society at the right time and bless everything you do. God gonna bless everything you do. You will be able to make loans to many nations but won't need to borrow from any. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. That's God's plan. Now you can say, oh, I don't believe that. Just don't tell me. You, you can say what you want to. But God wants you to be the top and not the the bottom. Be on top and not the bottom. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to have money so that you can influence this earth for good. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Timothy six seventeen and 18. Listen, I'm just quoting the Bible. He said, charge them. God said, charge them that are rich in this world, rich in this world, not rich in heaven, not rich spiritually, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, they be not arrogant, they be not haughty nor trust in uncertain riches. He said, charge those who are rich in this world. Th- don't be hard. Don't be arrogant. Don't put your trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. Watch this. Who gives us God gives us, not the devil, not the devil, God who gives us richly, the word richly means copiously, abundantly, lavishly, all things to enjoy. Now, that's Bible. That's 1 Timothy 6, 17. Read it in any translation you want to read it in. The Bible says we can be rich in this world. The Bible says that we should not become arrogant and think we are Better than people because we are rich, and we shouldn't trust in the riches, but we should trust in God because He gives us richly all things to enjoy. But it doesn't stop there. That's 1 Timothy 6:17. First 18 says that they do good. Those that are rich do good. Watch this. Those who are rich, do good. Take what you have and do good. Replenish the earth with good. That's the positive side of the kingdom mandate. Create ideas. Go with ideas that produce good things and then multiply those ideas and then replenish, fill the earth with good things. He said, charge them that they do good. Watch this. Be rich in good works. Listen, be rich in good works. Well, if you, you're you not rich, you can't be rich in good works. How are you going to be rich in good works and you're not rich? He said, those who are rich, be rich in good works. A lot of good works. Ready to distribute, ready to share, willing to communicate. So now you become a channel of God's blessings. Now, because you have money, plenty of it. Now you can create things that bless people. You can create things that establish the kingdom. You can support your church's vision. You can bless parachurch ministers. You can bless the five-fold ministers as they're out going around the world. And you're just creating. you got your own corporation. you got your own foundation. You're giving to this. You're blessing this. You're doing this. You're blessing this. That's the power of money. That's where God wants us to have money, because then we can influence our world. Now, I want to close with this. I believe you're getting it. I believe you're getting it. you making me work, but I believe you're getting it. Now, listen at this. I give you an Old Testament type. An Old Testament type is an Old Testament event, person, that foreshadows or speak to something superior in the New Testament. Like, for example, the lambs that were slain under the Old Covenant and brought to the temple and brought to the tabernacle, those lambs, animals, were a type of of Jesus, the Lamb of God, who would sacrifice his life for the world, the sins of the world. So a type is an old testament person, event, story, thing that foreshadows or speak to something great in the New Testament. So I saw a type in the in the scripture, Pharaoh was a type of Satan. Israel was a type of the church, a type of the body of Christ. Now, I know the church and Israel are separate, but I'm just saying, from a typical standpoint, types and shadows, Israel was a type of the church. A type of it. Okay, think about that. Pharaoh was a type of Satan. The Israelites in Egyptian bondage were a type of believers in bondage. Okay, now watch this. God commissioned Moses to go and set the people free, bring his people out of Egyptian bondage. So he's, he's, he's challenging Pharaoh. M- Moses is in Egypt, challenging Pharaoh. Let God's people go. Let God's people go. And then Satan, type, Pharaoh's type of Satan, he's negotiating. He's, he he has no intent of letting those people go. But in Exodus 10, 24, he says something. Pharaoh said something that was very powerful. He said, okay, go. He said, you can go, Moses. You can, and the people go and serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds stay here. Go, go. You, you, you can go, serve." But I want your flocks and herds to stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go serve. Yeah, go out there broke. Just go broke. Go out there with nothing. You'll be delivered, but you won't have nothing. Just leave the flocks and the herds with me. That's what Favor said. He's a type of Satan. And that's what Satan does. He said, Yeah, yeah, get saved. Get saved but I don't want you to have nothing. I want the flocks and the herds. I want the material prosperity to stay with me. And then he goes, he got all these little prophets telling the church folk that they're not supposed to prosper. And he got all that stuff, doctrines of demons going out But that's of the devil, that's self That prosperity, that prosperity, and see, got Christians afraid, they're scared, they they feel like something wrong, and you cannot have an aversion towards something and attract it. There's no way you can hate anything and attract it at the same time. There's no way. So you got Christians. They don't want to hear, some of them don't want to hear about prosperity. Yeah, that's the devil. And the same people, watch the same people that's telling you it's wrong to prosper selling their books. The same people telling you to send an offering in. Same people that's saying it's wrong living in nice houses, driving nice cars. That's why I do not understand why a preacher would talk against prosperity. I can't understand that. I just don't understand that. Tell people that it's false doctrine and then go ask people to give toward what you're trying to do. That is inconsistent. That is definitely inconsistent. It is inconsistent. I'm never gonna tell anybody God doesn't want them to prosper. Why would I tell people that God doesn't want them to prosper, and then at the same time tell them God got the cattle on a thousand hill, God it, it owns everything, the shipping goes here, and then say God doesn't want you to prosper? That's inconsistent. There's no consistency there. So Satan says, "Okay, go." He's a type of. Pharaoh's type of Satan. He said, go, but keep your herds there. Now, on the other hand, listen at God. Listen at God. God said to Israel in Exodus, that was Exodus 10, 24. In Exodus 3, 21 through 22, and Psalms 105, 37, God says, when you go, you shall not go empty. God said, I want you delivered out of Egyptian bondage, but I don't want you to just be delivered. I want you to go to them, to their house, demand the silver, demand the clothes, demand everything, and I want you to leave Egypt, but don't go out, Egypt broke. The Bible says he brought them out with silver and gold silver and gold and was not one feeble person among their tribe. Why? Because God understands that you cannot influence your environment and you have nothing. You have no money. That's why he gave them the money, they put the clothes on, they got in the wilderness, and then God says, now I want you to build me a tabernacle, bring me an offering, so I can put my presence in this world. Because my presence is going to influence the environment. I'm going to I'm going to flow out of this tabernacle and I'm going to influence the world. The world in that tabernacle and the temple was a type of the church, the presence of God. We are the body of Christ. We are the temple. We are the tabernacle. And God wanted that tabernacle to be beautiful and filled with abundance. And that's now that we're the tabernacle, God knows we need money to influence our environment. You got money. You can influence your environment. That's what we're talking about. That's all I can say about that. I'm out of time. But listen, this is a four lesson series. We've covered three episodes. We got one more to go. And in the next episode, we're going to look at that kingdom mandate from the negative side. And we're going to see what Satan is up to you don't want to miss it pray you have a great rest of the week go back to mikemore.com go download my app and go back and listen to these lessons you can go on YouTube and listen to these lessons over and over and over and get it down in your spirit then talk it out of your mouth act on what you can act on and I promise you lack is going to go away lack will flee from you in Jesus name I look forward to seeing you next time